Hello, hello, and this is Lady L, and you're listening to Wickedly Bewitching Podcast, a podcast about a millennial witch practicing witchcraft in the modern world. Hello, hello, and tonight is a special night. It is the night before the night before Samhain. Or for some of us, it would be Halloween. But what makes this night magical? Well, on Samhain this year, we will end up having a blue moon. And that is something magical. A blue moon is when two full moons are in one month. Essentially, giving that energy feeling of once in a lifetime, or once in every three years. I actually collected moon water from the last two blue moons. And I'm excited because I will be combining all three blue moon waters together to make something very magical. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Today is all about magic. Magic. Remember when you were a kid and things just seemed so much more magical? The smallest little speck of sparkly dust could create the most wondrous worlds in our imagination. We would go across the world, travel the seven seas, climb the highest mountain, and venture through 15 deserts. Now, were all these places actually real? Probably not. Were the creatures that we interacted with Were they real? Probably not. (laughs) But magic was so different when we were younger. Everything was magical because everything was a first-time experience. It wasn't sullied by preconceptions and pre-notions and it wasn't destroyed by circumstances and traumas. When we're younger, we have that youthfulness, that innocence. We believe we can do things and that's what made it so magical. I was talking to my husband and he was actually watching a wonderful person on YouTube and I completely forget his name, but he's an archaeologist and that's how my husband describes him every single time. And he specializes in archaeology towards Nordic Um, areas and gods and traditions and he himself is a heathen and one thing that he talked about was a story of how our minds work and how magic works so the story goes is there was a student who ended up being late for his class, for his university class. And what he didn't realize was, is that the problem that was put on the board, 
he thought he had to solve. It was a part of homework, and that was something he had to do. But because he was 15 minutes late, he wasn't there to hear the discussion about how this problem hadn't been solved, that it has taken scientists and people of all sorts of minds of greatness to try to figure out how to solve this problem. And because he was told it was an un, he was never told it was an unsolvable problem. He didn't have those preconceptions and notions that he wouldn't be able to do it. He assumed he could do it. And lo and behold, a few days later, he hands in a piece of paper with what he worked on. And time went by. A couple more days went by before the actual professor took a look at this random piece of paper. And when he looked at it, he was shocked. This problem had been solved. And that can't be. There's no way this ridiculous problem couldn't be solved by the greatest minds out there. So he called up some of those great minds, sent over a copy of the paper, and they too were shocked that it had been solved. So flash forward a week later, this student gets a call to come to the dean's office. Now, if all of us remember from a high school and school years, when we're called to the principal's office, it never means we have done something good. Usually it means quite the opposite. And that's what he thought. He thought he was in trouble. So when he went to the office, expecting to get in deep shit, he ended up finding out that that was not the case. That he solved an unsolvable problem. So the story and the moral is that we can do things when we're told that we can't do them. We assume that. And when we're told we can, we assume that as well. When we think that we have a problem that can be solved, we come up with the solutions for that problem. Now, I love, love seeing people put positive, reassuring quotes. And trust me, I do it myself. And I do it mostly because I like hearing these quotes and I think that they have some value and merit in my own personal life. But it's one thing for us to try to change our mindset completely on a couple of quotes versus us actually doing it. If we have something in the part of us, in the back of our heads, telling us that we can't, sometimes we often don't and we are unable to. One thing that somebody had once told me is, don't vision yourself hitting the board. Vision yourself breaking past the board. Vision your hand going through the board and being on the other side. If you just vision yourself being able to break the board and just stop at the board, what's going to end up happening is, is your fist is going to stop at that board and you're going to be in a lot of pain. But if you can envision your fist past the board, you have a higher chance of breaking it. So when I set goals for myself, I always set them a little bit past the marking point that I want to hit them. Now you're probably asking yourself, Lady L, 
What does this have to do with magic? I get that children have magic and wonder, and I get that in their imagination, they don't set limitations. And magic is the same. To practice magic is about not having limitations. There is a code of ethic, of course, and not all witches practice it. Everybody has a different pathway in a different way that they do things. But if we set limitations on what we can achieve, our spells can kind of fall flat. One of my favorite quotes is by Raymond Buckland, I believe. Either Raymond Buckland or Ger- uh, Gerald Gardner. I tend to uh, get some of their quotes mixed up. But the quote essentially is, don't imagine having the spell work. Don't just envision it working. Envision that your spell has already been completed. What would it look like? And how would you feel days after your spell had worked? So you're not just imagining it happening. You're going past it. How would it feel a year from now? How would it feel five years from now? And when it comes to doing spell working, a magique, there are some fundamental rules. And I say rules because, honestly, I think that these are super important for your spell to be successful. I guess they're not rules. They should just be something you do. And one of the things that I strongly feel is your magic is only as good as the intentions that you put into it. It's only as good as as clear as your mind makes it so. If you're doing a spell and halfway through the spell, you start to doubt yourself. It's like walking to the front door getting ready to invite your guest in and then going, I don't think that they're going to be on the other side. And then turning around and going back into your house, sitting on the couch and watching TV. Meanwhile, back in your house, you have guests standing outside going, what the fuck just happened here? Well, do we stay here? Do we leave? Well, I'm just going to wait a little bit longer because maybe one day he will end up opening that door. Everything that you can possibly have into fruition, everything is at your fingertips. But if you stop halfway through and you question it and you don't believe in it and you don't have faith that it's there, you're literally turning around, letting your guests sit on your front porch in the freezing cold winter weather as you go back inside and you sit on the couch. I mean, I don't know about you, but I want to go inside. <laughs> I don't want to be sitting outside. When you do spell working, you want to follow through. That's why it's super, super, super important to raise that energy, clear that mind, and have a straight focus. There is no room for doubt or second-guessing yourself. 
And this also includes after you've finished your spell. The magic can't come to you. If you finish up your spell, you close up your circle and you're like, oh, I don't really know. Did I do it right? Oh, did I... Did I remember the mugwort? Mm. Did I did I put enough dragon's blood in it? Oh my goodness. I knew I was forgetting the everlasting flower. Come on. That kind of doubt is going to literally have what you're waiting for stand at the doorway as you hum and haw about whether or not you're going to invite it in. Invite it in! Open the fucking door and let it in. Our imagination as children would have us come up with the most bizarre situations and the most strangest creatures and the most exciting adventures. Everything and anything was possible. I remember asking my cousins and they're probably about maybe four at the time. And I was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my one cousin was like, I'm going to be a fireman. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. That's cool. And my other cousin was like, I'm going to be a fire truck. So I will always be with my brother. And at that time I was like, what? A fire truck? But how, how are you going to be a fire truck? And I asked him that. My cousin said, I don't know. I'm just him. It's going to happen. Don't worry. You'll see. I mean, needless to say, he's not a fire truck. (laughs) Definitely not a fire truck. But it's that kind of mindset that as a child, they will be able to attract things. And if you ask some of the kids who have that kind of mindset and have stayed in that wonder and haven't been soiled, by trauma and other things, they do tend to have what they want happen, even if it's something super ridiculously bizarre. And they're pleased as punch because everything is such a wondrous, magical thing to them. The other thing that is absolutely important and detrimental when you're practicing magic is, it's going to be really hard to say, not for me. But for you to listen. Okay. Clean your shit. Own your shit. Take care of your shit. Cleaning your shit, cleaning your space is a part of it. But I'm not just talking about cleaning your physical home. I'm talking about cleaning yourself mentally and physically. Spiritually and emotionally. You need to have... That clear consciousness, that higher vibration, you need to be in that higher self, that awakening to really pack a punch when it comes to your spell working. I have interacted with witches and pagans and heathens and practicers and saintness of all walks of life. I've interacted with people of other religious assortments. And one thing I will say is those that have their shit together, and I'm not talking about like, oh, that person who goes to the PTA meetings and they have no 
coffee spills on them and their hair is fantastic and they're like super perfect. Martha Stewart, perfect. Well, Martha Stewart didn't end up being so perfect. And now she's BFFs with Snoop Dogg and that makes her so much more humbling. However, she didn't have her shit together. She has her shit together now. She's learned from her mistakes. But she didn't have her shit together then. What I mean is, is that shadow working, and for those of you who do not know what shadow working is, shadow working is essentially working on parts of our inner self that are considered darker or considered more difficult, like trauma, uh, especially if there's trauma involved, it's basically essentially looking at yourself in a mirror and facing every aspect of you and then doing the legwork to help repair those parts of you. I have spent over a decade getting to where I am at today. And let's just say this journey has not been an easy journey. It's had its hardships. Oh my God. There were moments that I was like, oh God, if I have one more blow, I don't even know what I'm going to do. Next blow better be a blow job. At least that will be more pleasurable. But this junk is sticky and awful and not in a good fun way. However, the end result has been been amazing. It has been wonderful because I've trusted what the divine sends to me. And there are moments, I'm not going to lie, that I'm like, okay, but this is like a really, all right, this is, this is a risk and I'm, (laughs) I'm shitting myself right now. I don't know, but I still do it. Even if I'm scared and I'm nervous, I still do it. I trust what the divine has sent to me. And I give faith in it. And I give thanks and I give blessings for it. That's what I'm going to be doing this weekend. Is giving many thanks and many blessings. I actually did something magical today to give thanks and blessings. But owning yourself, looking at yourself, doing the shadow working, because at the end of the day, you are magnificent. You are wonderful. You are enough. And you have amazing abilities and powers beyond your belief. And that your mind and the traumas and the pains that you have gone through limit that potential. If you have garbage, that's like me going junk, clouding your way and stickiness sticking to you and you haven't cleaned that up, the reason why I make suggestions about your house, about houses being cleaned, is our house is a depiction of our minds and how we are. So when we prepare for rituals, when we prepare for spell working, we do cleansings. We cleanse ourselves, we cleanse our aura, we cleanse our area, we cleanse our space, we cleanse everything around us. We eat really well sometimes to make sure our internals match. 
And then we feel good after we've performed whatever we needed to perform, whatever needed to be done. And we feel good. It's because we've taken those steps to care for us. And it's not about self-care. I'm going to be honest. I hate the phrase self-care. It's just now become a buzzword and it's lost its meaning and it's power, right? Words have power, especially when you practice on a very regular basis. Words have such power. So it's about raising your higher vibration. It's about connecting with your higher self, your true purpose. I'm not saying that some days you're going to be perfect. There may be days where you're like, wow, I did not know I was walking around with a Cheerio um, in my hair. Uh, That's cool. My year and a half year old didn't tell me, but cool, 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 cool. That's fine. Some days are going to be messy. Some days are going to be sticky. We're human, right? We have sticky, messy days. But don't lose sight of the magic that's all around you. Everything has magic. Everything has energy. Everything absorbs energy. Just think about that stuffed animal that you used to hold when you were a kid and you would hug it so tight and it would always make you feel good. Comfort you on bad days. It was your friend on good days. It cheered you up and kept you safe at night when you would get scared. When you every, every time when you see that, that stuffed animal, those feelings come back. Stuffed animal held on to the energy, to the power you had at the time, and kept it. It's a better version of a, her, a, her, a horcrux. Takes a piece of your memory. I guess it wouldn't be like a horcrux. It would be more like a, oh, like a memory vial with a teddy <laughs> everything around you has energy so if you're feeling out of sorts if something doesn't feel whack, out of whack you know that you're you're doing your shadow working you know that you've started to clean up around you energetically emotionally physically and you're still feeling out of sorts take a look around your house look around is there a piece of jewelry that was given to you from an ex and you don't vibe that energetic way get rid of it get rid of it don't even think about it don't save it for a rainy day don't look at it and go mm, it was such a beautiful piece no get rid of it it's time to get rid of it because that piece that energetic vibration of that piece can lower the frequency of your whole entire house Magic is in the things we touch, the emotions that we put into them, the feelings that we have around them. Magic is in everything. It's in our friends' smiles when they greet us. It's in our loved ones when we finally can give them a hug because definitely this last year has been difficult and many of us have not been able to hug our loved ones. It's in the whiskers on kittens. It's on giggles from babies. 
It's in the tears from moments that we felt have broken us, but we knew we were strong enough to survive. Magic is everywhere and in everything. And so, when you're practicing, make sure that your space, that you, the vessel that carries and holds the magic in, that you are taking care of yourself, that you're doing that shadow working, and that you're taking your power back for motherfuckers who have taken it from you because it was yours in the first place. Sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we give it to somebody when we shouldn't have. And that's what this whole year is about. This whole year is about the deconstruction of everything around us so that we can become solid and that we can vibrate at a higher frequency level so that we can shift from being three-dimensional to five-dimensional so that we're able to live in a more utopic society, a society that is more inclusive. I know myself personally am always learning on how to become more inclusive. And some of these steps along the way, I've made mistakes. And I am 100% will take ownership for the mistakes I have made. Absolutely. Because we all fuck up. We all get moments where we've done and said things. But it's the learning process. It's the insurance that we're learning from the mistakes that we've made. So that we do not repeat these mistakes. And so some of the things that I've personally have done is I've taken a closer look at, I read tarot, so I've taken a closer look at the tarot decks that I use. And not all tarot decks are inclusive. Some tarot decks contain old traditional viewpoints and stands on relationships. And so I myself have adjusted and started looking at more inclusive tarot decks one of my biggest things that I've been doing recently is actually looking at uh, non-identifying uh, gendered decks. So non-binary decks, decks that have representation of people in the LGBT community, representation of people of color and people who are black. I want more representation of, of people who are often disregarded in different practices and in society. And that's one thing that I've become more aware of is a lot of things that I've been seeing on YouTube even for videos are not so inclusive and that's unfortunate. So my goal is I run a company called Lady L's Cupboard. And I make a bunch of magical tools and magical sprays and essential oils. And I've got some other really magical things coming, coming into fruition. And one thing that I'm trying to do is bring in more inclusive products. I try to keep it very gender neutral. And again, that's 
that's changing and shifting the magic energy and the energy in this magical world is to make it more inclusive because that's the world we're shifting into is a more inclusivity. So I'm hoping that the next conversation and next podcast, I want to talk about gods and goddesses that are non-binary or ones that are endogenous that represent both, uh, are fluid where they represent both male and female masculine and feminine energy. Because sometimes when we think of gods and goddesses, we tend to kind of put them in male and female and the gods are much different than that. They are an energetic source that we can't comprehend as humans. They don't have a sex necessarily. They have an energetic feel to them. And some feel more masculine, some feel more feminine, some feel more fluidity. But I have seen a lot of different places and people and conversations where they say you have to have a male and a female. Let's be realistic. If you do not see yourself in the male and female viewpoint, it is not going to work for you when you are doing your spell working and you're creating your magic. If you feel that you have that fluidity, and trust me, I wish I felt like that, but I am all woman. I, I'm I'm all woman with a very, very masculine energy. Hello, Aries. We are not delicate banana peels. However, I find it so beautiful to see people with that fluidity, that, that encompassment of both sexes. Oh, it just like warms my heart. Absolutely warms my heart. So if you don't see yourself in that that finite male-female viewpoint, you may want a god like Bacchae or Dionysus is often known for, who is an androgynous god that does not see themselves as male or female, that is fluid with both. And Dionysus is fluid in his sec- in their sexuality. Actually, I think Dionysus would probably prefer they as a pronoun. So they prefer all sexes. There is no male, female, etc., etc. For them, they are inclusive of all. And one thing that I was going to say is there's actually a couple of really amazing tarot decks that I'm starting to find that are freaking fantastic. There is um, one tarot deck that I recently uh, bumped into. And that one, I'm not going to say too much yet because I'm hoping to bring it into my own hometown. But it is a tarot deck that uses a slew of different people of all walks of life, of all sexual orientation, of all sexes, and it's really enlightening. And I'm trying to see if I can get a hold of the creator of this tarot deck 
The other reason why I'm not mentioning them is that I've almost noticed that they have gone quiet. So I'm wondering if they're even producing this tarot deck anymore. I really, fingers crossed, hope they do. If they do, I'm going to be posting much more on the Instagram. So uh, Wickedly Bewitching doesn't have an Instagram. However, we do have a Facebook page. So check us out on Facebook and I will be posting some of these decks on the Facebook page as well as some information on some of the gods and goddesses that are uh, gender fluid. But if I can get a hold of them, I will definitely let you guys know where you can purchase them because currently they are sold out on all of their products and I'm really hoping that it wasn't like a situation where they were able to bring some in and not all of them but the deck is beautiful and I absolutely love that it has such an inclusivity in the deck and such a wonderful representation. So as we conclude for the rest of this evening and this lovely time I got to chat, just remember that magic's everywhere and that you are the beacon of the highest amount of power and energy and that when you take care of yourself, when you face things that sometimes, and I will be honest, are quite difficult to face. When you face them and you shift your energy towards them, you'll notice a shift in your magic as well. And that sometimes there are tools out there that are a traditional tool, such as tarot, that may not be in the same frequency or the same beliefs or identification. That magic can be found in new decks and modernized versions of traditional things that can help us expand this new consciousness. Because we're stepping into a new charted territory. And after, you know... Once Saturn and Jupiter go into conjunction at the zero degree Aquarius on the 21st of December, there's going to be a brand new shift of energy. One that we have not seen in a long time. The last time we saw it was over 800 years ago on 20, or not 20, 12, 15. Sometimes my dyslexia, I swear. <laughs> uh, it's when the signing of the Magna Carta happened. It's about justice and democracy. It's about a massive change into a new world. I am so, so excited. We're going to shift into new baby phoenix energy and come out of it in 2024 with a profoundly new world. And just like babies, it's kind of an ugly process. We're going to fall, crawl, fall some more, walk, make a mess, 
but learning how to use the tools like spoons and forks. And so be gentle on yourself. Take care of yourself. Don't lose sight of yourself in this big mess of messiness. Connect with goddesses and gods and those deities that ring true to your heart that can help you on your journey. Take some time for devotion to finding magic all around you. Take the time to spark that youthful, childlike disposition towards the world around you. You are the creator of the world you live in. It's a perfect time to create a world you want to flourish in. It's not always going to be easy, but in the end, it's going to be absolutely worth it. And just remember, black lives matter. Indigenous lives matter. Trans lives matter. Take care, my gem witches. And blessed be happy Samhain and merry Halloween. Wickedly Bewitching is a weekly podcast where I, Lady L, from Lady L's Cupboard, will be sharing fascinating stories about the paranormal and experiences with the afterlife. We'll also talk about astrology, herbology, energy, tarot, and all things that are witchy. I will also have special guests from time to time doing interviews with like-minded people. I hope to be able to utilize this platform to inspire other witches and people who are curious to infuse their everyday lives with a little bit of magic. If you don't already, you can follow Wickedly Bewitching Podcast on Facebook and Lady L's Cupboard on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Lady L Cupboard. As always, sprinkle magic wherever you can and keep on sparkling gem witches. Blessed be.